This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This is Speaking of Writers. I'm Steve Richards. For the past 20 years, Liv and Elliot Goldenhorn have run In Love in New York, Brooklyn's beloved wedding planning business. When Elliot dies unexpectedly, he even more unexpectedly leaves half of the business to his younger Blonder girlfriend, Savannah. Liv and Savannah are not a match made in heaven, to say the least. But what starts as a personal and professional nightmare transforms into something even savvy, cynical Liv Goldenhorn couldn't begin to imagine. The book is It Had to Be You. It cleverly unites Liz, Savannah, and couples as diverse and unique as New York City itself. In a joyous Love Actually-style braided narrative, the result is a smart, modern, utterly charming love story that truly speaks to our times. The author is Georgia Clark, also author of The Regulars, The Bucket List, and others. She is the host and founder of the popular storytelling night, Generation Women, Native Australian. She lives in Brooklyn with her hot wife and a fridge full of cheese. More happy to have Georgia Clark join me now here on Speaking of Writers. Welcome. Thank you so much. Happy to be here. So I want to know what kind of cheese you have in that refrigerator. Oh, there's there's all different types of cheese over here. Uh, we generally always have a stinky brie on hand. Love a good brie. So it had yeah. to be you. Uh, it's your first rom-com, Georgia. How did this writing process differ from your other books? I have never written a rom-com before. I've had romantic storylines, subplots in my other books, but it is a different structure. And so there was a learning process in how to, when you start reading a rom-com, you know the ending. You know the couple are going to be happy, like happily ever after or happy for now. So the trick is enough twists and turns along the way, enough enjoyable, pleasurable chemistry so that the reading experience is not just sort of like, uh, yeah, 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 we know what's going on, we know what's going on. Uh, so that was that made it sort of slightly different, and honestly, it was just a lot more fun. I really had so much fun working in rom com. I'm a big romantic. I love comedy. I love funny people. I did many years of improv in New York, and so I felt like it really brought together my two passions in this wonderful, wonderful book form. Let's talk about the characters here, uh, Liv and Savannah. How did you create them? I wanted to create uh, two people who were polar opposites and that from the, from the get-go, you really were thinking, how the heck are these two people going to get on the same page? And Liv is definitely more from my world. Um, I'm, I live in New York. I'm, I sort of, I've been in New York for over a decade. Liv is a born and bred New Yorker. She is in her late 40s. She's Jewish. She's cynical. She's experienced in the world. She had been married for two decades before her husband dies. She has a kid. She's, you know, an adult. Savannah, on the other hand, is a very young woman. She's in her early 20s. She's born and raised in the South. She has a much more optimistic and naive outlook on life and on love and on her position in the world and what it's going to sort of deliver to her. 
much closer to the way that I think I would have been in my early 20s, just sort of assuming a lot of wonderful things were going to work out for me before life had kind of biffed me around the ears a little more. So I liked the idea that these two women were sort of very separate. So in so many ways, the development of them was like pushing them as far apart as I could so that when the story started, it was going to be so much more difficult to bring them back together again. Uh, and I, I, it wasn't something that was super intentional, but the story is about two people coming together who would otherwise have no business being in each other's lives from a, quite a deep ideological divide. And I think it's very satisfying to see that happen because we all want to think that we would be able to, you know, communicate and find common ground with people who are so different from us, especially in this sort of day and age. Georgia Clark is my guest here on Speaking of Writers, and her book is the novel It Had to Be You. The wedding industry, Georgia, is multifaceted from planners to florists to caterers, musicians, and you describe them in all in such detail in this book. Can you talk about the research you conducted in this area for the book? And were you familiar with it before you began the research? Not especially, but I did. I got married. I asked my then-girlfriend, now wife, to marry me, and we got married over the course of writing the book. So I guess I had weddings on the brain. And when I started the, I, I started the kind of research for this before I got engaged, and then as, you know, we got engaged and, and got into the nitty-gritty of it, I was meeting all of these vendors and, and people who, you know, become a very important part of your life and your big moment, the wedding day, uh, for, a, you know, a brief moment in time. And then as soon as the wedding is over, you never really think about them again. And as a writer, that kind of made me curious as to what their love lives were like. What would it be like working in the business of, you know, helping others create and enact their love story? I, um, my research adventure started early on when I was in an Uber pool with a wedding photographer. We were chatting, obviously this was pre-pandemic, and I said, oh, I'm sort of researching, I'm thinking about writing a novel that's in the wedding planning business, like can can I take you out for lunch? Because she, she was like a, this cool girl who lives in my neighborhood. And so I took her out for lunch in Greenpoint and uh, near where I live. And she sort of dished the dirt on what it was like to work as a wedding photographer, um, you know, as a full-time vendor, uh, you know, bouncing from wedding to wedding. And I found it so interesting. And then she connected me to a handful of other wedding planners, some who I interviewed over the phone, some who I met here in New York City, and they actually really did run the gamut. And I, I had lunch with a woman who was much more of a Liz Goldenhorn type. She was very, it was like budget, state, deadlines. Like there was sort of very little like romance. It was just much more cut and dry. And the, the other people I talked to were much more soft and, you know, ooey-gooey about like love. And, and that also helped develop Liz and Savannah. But I, I love research. I love talking to people finding out what their lives are like to make sure all the details are really authentic. And when you sort of bring these people to life, it's all based on at some point, you know, in the research process, someone's real experience. But it was, it was a fun book to, um, to research. And of course, because I was getting married over the whole thing, my whole wedding was a write-off. So, you know, that was a bonus as well. Gotcha. Why did you choose to write the novel in a braided narrative style and focus on five different modern love stories? 
I thought it was about time we had an updated Love Actually. I, of course, I like Love, Love Actually. You know, it's a, it's a classic, classic holiday movie. Uh, but, it, you know, the, the love stories that are focused on um, are, are not sort of truly representative of the, the, the era that we live in now as far as queer diversity goes. And, of course, I'm queer and, and I wanted to tell uh, a story that had representation of, of, you know, my people and my community. And... I thought because the project of the book was a, you know, big, broad, beautiful celebration of love, that by telling five couple stories, and that is what is in the book, five interwoven love stories, there would be the opportunity for more of a bird's eye view of love and to have some couples who were brand new, some couples who already knew each other but weren't romantically involved, uh, there's a couple who have been together for many years. They're not married, and they're sort of working out whether they should get married or not. And it was an opportunity to tell a lot of different types of love stories in a way that feels like pacey and fun and is more of a cross-section of New York City than just two people would have been able to offer. In our remaining moments with Georgia Clark, her new book is It Had to Be You. Georgia, I want to talk to you about your writing process a little bit. What is your writing process like? Do you, can you write anywhere? Do you have a special place where you write? I, I mean, I wish I was precious enough to have a special place where I need to write every day, but this is my fifth novel, and, you know, after, like, you, you don't really have the sort of time or the, the luxury of having a lot of special needs to, to, in order to create. So I generally, yeah, can write wherever I am, um, often, and, you know, over the past year that has been at home. <laughs> but I do have a membership uh, ordinarily at a writer's space in the city, the New York Writers' Room, uh, that I work from. And generally with a project, I'll start with, you know, a big idea. It might be uh, like a premise or a location or a character or some sort of way in. I'll note take and just sort of take a lot of notes for as long as I can, really, like a month um, before starting to you know, boil it down and creating some character profiles. I'm an outliner. There are some writers who just like to sort of sit down and go for it, you know, but that's not really me. I found I have tried that, but it ends up kind of wasting more time than it saves or it just isn't a, a good process to me. So I'll definitely have an outline. And then once I start, by the time I've started drafting, I'll have a fairly good sense of the story and where I want to go from that sort of early work. And I use a pro, uh, writing program called Scrivener which I would really recommend to anyone who is an aspiring novelist or working in long form. It's a much better way of organizing your words than a Microsoft Word document, which isn't really sort of built to handle tens of thousands of words. Um, and, I, and I work with a developmental editor who is wonderful, and I've worked with on many books, and her feedback really helps me in the early stages, along with my agent and her assistant as well. way, if any, is this book different from the book you set out to write? That's a great question. Um, the book, we actually, my agent and I sold the Emily Bester books, who published my last two books, off a 25,000-word submission, which after the fact I threw out and started again because my agent, we had a pretty frank conversation. I asked her if she really liked the submission and if she really thought it was going to sell well, and she indicated to me she did not um, on either count. And so the first iteration was more of a dark, 
comedy. It wasn't a romantic comedy. It was sort of, it, it had less of the, uh, it didn't have the vibrated love stories. They were more subplots that weren't sort of bubbled to the surface as much as what's in the last one, in the, in the, in the um, final copy. And it was more focused on the character of Liv, who was a more damaged character. She was uh, just even more sort of cynical, even more tough which I thought was funny, but I don't think really worked on the page as much as I wanted to. So in that moment, I definitely could have said to my agent, well, we've already sold the book. I'm just going to keep going on with what I've already started with. Um, but, you know, I would have been fine to have done that. But you, know, you have an agent for a reason. You generally should listen to their advice. And if you ask a question that you don't have the answer to it doesn't mean the question isn't valid or that the answer is wrong it just means maybe you're going to be doing a bit more work than you thought you were so I kept the premise the premise of the story but she really encouraged me to lean into the warmth of the idea and that it could be more of a romantic comedy and I've always loved romantic comedies I grew up you know watching romantic comedies and 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 read them myself for fun and once I got started, I was sort of befuddled as to why I hadn't done it earlier. I, I, loved, I love love stories, and it's a really enjoyable genre to work in. But it wasn't how the novel originally started. And that, that definitely happens in, in development. You know, things that work in your head don't work on the page. And so I think it's a good idea to be kind of open to what's happening and not afraid to you know, throw things out and start again. It's not wasted work. You know, you're, you're, you're constantly refining your ideas. So... Um, that was one way in which the, the final product was different to the early draft. And are you hard at work on a new novel, a new rom-com perhaps? And if so, can yes. you give us a sneak peek <laughs> into what it's about? Yeah, I wrote a book over lockdown. Um, the first few, few months I was in New York the whole time, and uh, except for a, my wife and I went out to California for the summer to see her family a little bit in 2020. And I, um, the first few months were kind of just like a bit of a Negroni-fueled blur of terror. Um, and then once things settled a little bit, I was able to start work again. And this book, which I actually have like finished and we're in the process of selling right now, which is just super exciting, uh, is another romantic comedy. It's not set in New York City where my last three books were set. Really because of the pandemic, I just didn't feel like I wanted to set a book in, in New York in, in 2020. And so it's set on a beautiful, uh, wild location in the place that I wanted to visit the most, which is Australia, my hometown of Australia, uh, off the coast of, of Queensland, which is where my mom lives. And it is another ensemble uh, story with uh, a couple of different love stories and a beautiful queer love story at the heart of it. And it is uh, more engaged with the natural world than I've that I've ever written before, which I think was a sort of response to lockdown, and is a, a very hopeful, uh, beautiful, funny story. All right, she's Georgia Clark. The book out now is It Had to Be You. You can connect online, georgiaclark.com, and on Instagram and Twitter at Georgia Lou Clark. Georgia Clark, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much, Steve. And this is Speaking of Writers.